everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And there's there's really only one possible opener for this podcast <laughs> about the tell-all. Yes. <sighs> I haven't cracked a beer on the podcast for like a year or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your private parts were basically on display all over America. Well, <clears throat> not yet. I mean, we've only... <laughs> I'm here to reveal that I've been a porn star the entire time. You didn't know this because I don't have speaking lines typically. My uh, my move is to take my penis and put it in the vagina. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> yes. I assure you it is rigid at all times. <laughs> I kind of felt bad for all the like really personal questions that Gabe was getting asked. I, I, you know, he he appeared (laughs) happy to answer the questions, but I hope that's really the case. You know, we don't really know. I think that telling people about the reality of once, once this is all through, he lives a very typical male lifestyle. It can only be good for for trans folks you know but mm-hmm. i do think that that response was a little bit of a hey can you stop treating me like i'm um you know on display here like i'm like i'm in a zoo that's you, what you, i felt too yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was like well it's so how does it and work I, it I i take it and i insert done <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked it because it was, I don't know, that he was like being cheeky, but right. it worked well. Um, I just, for me, I can't make peace with the fact that absolutely no one asked Chris about assaulting Jamie. Instead, she got Chris, did she, this was premeditated. She got everybody on this bandwagon of Jamie cheated on me. Motherfucker, we saw it in the season. We know about the quote unquote cheating. Give me a break. You ghosted her for a month. She talked to another woman from Texas, just said she liked her boobs, and you're making this big deal about how she cheated. You decided to move to Columbia and marry her after you knew this information for about a year. So, like, don't play woe is me now. Don't you play the victim now. Nobody asked her about assaulting Jamie. No one. I'm furious. It was really frustrating to watch because what Chris did was very, uh, you know, politicians do this. They yell and scream and they make a bunch of shit up and they muddy the waters just enough to start creating doubt as to who who the good guy is. Yeah. Right. And I'm not even saying Jamie's the good guy here, but uh, anytime Jamie, this conversation kind of went down similarly to when they sat down at the pool. Jamie starts to tell her side and then it's just screaming and screaming and screaming and it, it's it's insane if you believe that Jamie if you believe Jamie's side of it you're watching someone who is a total sociopath I agree if she's I if she's she really is. it's I, I think the likely answer is yeah but <laughs> <laughs> like thinking like if you're if you're Jamie <clears throat> and you're telling the truth then everything Chris is saying she's just literally making it up. And I find that a little bit hard to believe but when Jamie is confronted with you know things that look bad directly she mostly owns it I think. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I talked to that woman in Texas. I've I've yeah. said like I I take accountability. I think she literally and, used the word accountability. Right. And the and the things that Jamie is losing her mind about and and saying that she's lying are mostly explanations about herself and what she was doing and why she was doing the things that she was doing. Um for example, when I found out she was cheating on me a second time. I flipped my car and I could have died. Okay. 
if you pick apart what that is saying, let's just say that's totally true. That she found out something bad about Jamie. She lost her shit so hardcore that she put other motorists in danger and was driving like a complete psycho and flipped her car. So you're saying that that scenario caused you to put random strangers in danger and you almost killed yourself. And yet you are not in therapy for like anger management or fucking like you're not talking to a psychologist literally every day. And you're like blaming Jamie that, for it. You're blaming it was such Jamie a, for the fact you flipped your car. I know. Like, give it, me a break. It, it was such a... It felt like it was a throwaway comment from her. Yeah, I flipped mm-hmm. my car and I almost died. Okay, pump the brakes. Let's discuss this for 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. What are you talking about? That's someone else's fault? What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh... Okay, maybe she's not making everything up, but she's clearly just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks to try to muddy this debate up and make Jamie look more sinister than she probably is. I I just Debbie's take was so wrong. And I loved when Sean Robinson said, you think Jamie's a predator? <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's so clear where she falls on the spectrum of like who's worse than the other. I just I I found it like honestly, I think I it was like triggering in a way. And and I I hesitate to use that word. I think it's overused, but it was almost like it and we also overuse the word gaslighting, but it really felt that way. Like Jamie was being made to feel insane for doing behaving completely reasonably you know chris can't prove that she sent any money because she changed her bank account and oh i have no record and jamie's like i'll show you my bank account i didn't receive shit you know and but so him chris still loves her and would do anything oh for God. her right now and it kills me this woman is so manipulative this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, let's hop into this tell-all. I want to start with three high-level wardrobing thoughts. One, Sean Robinson looks great in grass green. She looks better and better every year. I talk about it every tell-all. I know it annoys some people, but it has to be said. The woman looks great. I wish I could wear grass green that well. I love that color. And Debbie, I thought she had like that all pink outfit, but she is wearing like metallic green cowboy boots, like lime metallic green. Did you notice that? Wild. I I don't have wardrobe notes, Kim. I apologize. Oh, thank thank well, you for filling in the gaps. Yeah, thank you for filling in the gaps. I'll have we, to talk you know, to we compliment each other, it. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh I do. I know that Danielle isn't our favorite person, but damn, I really do like her dress. And I'm extremely upset to report that I did agree with some things she said. So then now we're at the part where the cast comes really hard for Rishi. Jesus. I just I was so disappointed, but not surprised to hear that Jen and Rishi have not only spoken since the breakup, but they have. Uh, banged a lot and are in a great mood totally banged they both kind of look serene at the beginning of this like they really ah. look very calm yeah like how long ago was this bang like did she hop a flight from delhi to new york like last night i mean jen is still high from all of this (laughs) (laughs) you can see like maybe rishi is literally a womanizer (laughs) Maybe, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's funny because 
she has, since this has been filmed, Jen has moved back to Oklahoma. I'm assuming Oklahoma. I don't know where the hell she went. And has gone back to India for a mutual friend's wedding. And I assume she only went, as you and I know, if you have even Indian acquaintances, they often will invite you to the wedding because because they're big weddings. And that doesn't um, mean that you go unless your ex is there ready to fuck. Exactly. (laughs) So I just I need more details about like what mutual friend was this the guy that was leading the dance classes? Because maybe that's like a real friend. But I feel like she just went to this wedding because she knew Rishi was going to be there and she wanted to bang. Bindia's wedding. (laughs) Poor Bindia. So they are both like they literally have the biggest smiles on their faces. They're like two teenagers that just railed each other. And of course, and Danielle wants to know how the jackhammering was. And Rishi says the word salvation. And I lost <laughs> it. I thought that was so fucking funny. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, damn, that is really corny. But Jen is eating that shit up. And he he's actually kind of it. like Jen says that he has no game. But he's got game for Jen because she just is like, oh, yes, salvation, baby. (laughs) It was really funny. And despite this reconnection, as they call it, nothing has changed. Like Rishi says he will always choose his family first. He still hasn't told. Even with a translator sitting in the studio translating what he says to his mother and his uncle, he still won't say, I want to marry her. I consider us engaged. Also He's still really dancing. Weird. He considers He's still dancing. them engaged. It's so yeah, I know. Weird. Yeah. I yeah. consider I, myself uh, engaged to, you know, all sorts of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so <laughs> is this, is this a, I think it's worth wondering is this a american directness um is is the judgment here is the judgment of rishi on the whole telling the parents thing a projection of americans just like tendency to be direct with stuff that is very serious like this and so all the Americans see Rishi as cowardly and dancing around and not being to the point and not, not, not being committal when to him, this is inappropriate and bizarre for him to be this direct with his mother about something that she knows that she's not going to like. I, I feel like that was worth wondering about. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is strange. Like the words people use, like, Debbie calls him a coward. Somebody else calls him a mama's boy. And cut the umbilical cord. Gabe yeah. says, Gabe of all people says he has no balls. Like, yeah, Jesus, people. I didn't catch that. Yikes. Um, it's somebody, it's Nicole is the only person that says, I think it's ex- insanely difficult to break with tradition. Yeah. Every nobody responds to her comment. There's no follow up. Everybody just keeps saying you need to put your foot down and defend your woman. Like Nicole is actually the only person that understands the cultural nuance here. That on the stage, Veronica in backstage yeah. says his behavior actually culturally makes sense. Yeah, and also by the way, Rishi is the only person in that household making any fucking money. I know. So, it's just not the, like if he's the sole breadwinner in the house, his mother and uncle lives there. It is not a thing for him to just bounce. Nope. It's but not he a just thing. Leave his family homeless. I, it just again, none of this stuff is discussed because it's more fun, I guess, for the general American audience to just shit on this guy that doesn't want to leave his mommy and move in with his new girlfriend. Like that's a narrative they're painting. And Jen is also like perpetuating this. It's very she always strange. Does. She jumps on the bandwagon because this she feels like this gets her closer to what she wants. Yeah. Right. And she knows that Rishi is not the type of personality to get like genuinely mad and like angry. 
And uh, it's it's kind of, I don't know. I think, look, I know there's people that don't like Rishi. I get it. He is, like, but again, I just feel like through the American lens is the wrong way to think about him. I agree. He, li- he like, I do feel like he lies too often. He leads Jen on. He's a little bit delusional by any standard, American or Indian. But the dog pile here, it was getting kind of uncomfortable. And, I, I agree. I did not like it. And, you know, honestly, maybe I, I, I'm perfectly willing to admit maybe five years ago before we started this podcast, I would have been right there with everyone. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but I do. I mean, I think that version of me and these people, it's a little bit ignorant um, it's it's we're so much in, more informed now with the whole yeah. submit three years of education and, and about I, and these I have, differences. And I have people in our Facebook group largely to thank for a lot of that perspective. Uh, firstborn sons in India do not just fucking bounce for an for anyone, much less an oldie. You know, that can't even mm-hmm. give mom grandchildren. This is just, this would be so bizarre. It would be so bizarre. And then the directness which everyone expects Rishi to handle his communication with his mom, again, not a thing. You remember yeah. how, how long it took. Well, well, Rishi never got to the point where he was going to tell his parents because he had this whole thing planned. The astrologer stuff. He had a whole speed. He had a whole fucking strategy worked out. And these people browbeat the shit out of him to do something that he was insanely uncomfortable with in August of last year. So why would he be jumping like, yes, mother, I am telling you with Clint Eastwood directness that this is the truth. And it's like it's like they're they're demanding. Um, this is like when people on like CNN demand a yes or no answer from a politician. And then you watch them <laughs> be like, no, it, they, they start answering like, no, yes or no. What's the answer? Well, yes or no. And it's just like really uncomfortable and bizarre because hello, like. Sometimes it's good to try to nail people's feet to the fire a little bit. I get it. But there's so much cultural nuance here that they're just demanding that this guy completely circumvent. And you can see that his mom doesn't take this seriously at all because his directness feels disingenuous and bizarre to her. She just thinks this is fucking stupid. And she can see all these people pressuring him and hit, it's it's like a hostage situation. It's it's like a you're you're being tortured and the information you're giving is clearly bullshit. Yeah. I mean the the mom there are two things I'm confused about. The first is that Jen is surprised that the mom is up. She really tries to throw the mom under the bus for calling her an oldie, basically. Being ageist, yeah. And and I'm like, do you know you've lived in India? Do you know anyone in um Indian marriage that has an age difference like this? And you know how important children are? Like, it blows my mind that she's surprised. At the mom's reaction to her age. I'm not. But again, yeah, I'm not, I've been watching this show for a long yeah. time and I watch Jenny and Summit. So maybe I'm just hyper aware of this thing. But that that was wild to me that Jen didn't expect her to be ageist. And then the other thing is that the mom doesn't seem to care at all. She's like, oh, if they're talking, it's no problem. Friends can talk to each other. Like she doesn't <laughs> give a shit if Rishi's banging this white lady. But she's like, she's not. She's not moving in and they're not getting married. And she looks so confident, the mom. Yeah. She laughs. She laughs. That's not happening. (laughs) She couldn't she couldn't care less about Jen being mad at her. She doesn't care about the the cast being shocked by her reaction to any of this. Because why should she? Why should she care? She knows that she has Rishi handled just like any other Indian mom would in that situation. She yeah. has absolutely nothing to worry about here. Jen is going to get frustrated and fade away. See, this is what Sadna should have done from the fucking beginning. I know. 
I was just going to say this woman, like this is what Sadna was like in the first 10 seasons that Jenny and Samit were on this show. She didn't care if they even lived together. She didn't care if they were fucking. She didn't care if they carried on. But you will not marry this woman. That was the line. And, Once and they crossed honest, that line, game yeah. over. There's already too many differences between these people for it to work long term anyway. There just yeah. is. Whether Rishi will ever admit it or not, it's not going to happen. And, you know, it all, all Sadna had to do was follow Rishi's mother's example and just say, fuck, do whatever you want. Just you're not getting married, but I don't give a shit. And it would have faded away. It, it would have faded away. And Sadna that's what's going to happen here. Too, though. Sadna had yeah. another son. Rishi has a sister. Her her confidence is like amazing to watch because I think to the Americans it comes off as aloof and dictatorial almost. Um Rishi doesn't seem surprised by this at all. I'm not even I'm not even gonna like defend Rishi's mom about the ageism thing, but again, that's an American perspective on this. I'm not she defending can, her. I just I'm so unsurprised. No, I'm not surprised either. And and I think that you're I think that you're right that Jen not seeming to anticipate this, either she's being disingenuous or she's wildly stupid. Yeah, I it's just naive. I I, I don't yeah. get it. But Gabe again, Gabe <laughs> Being the uh, main having main character syndrome calls Rishi out that oh you know just tell him say mom I'm engaged say it say it I'm like well Jen doesn't think they're engaged so I, right I don't know if you should be encouraging this that is and definitely even, something that was really strange from Rishi to like really basically weird. you put it in once at a wedding and now you're re-engaged. Like this is news to Jen. Like come on, man. You're that's that's really strange. <laughs> but they both just sit there and smile and they're like, "Sure, sure, Rishi. Okay." Even when he finally says it. But they yeah. also replay that scene in the show where like after Jen and Patriot matchmakers leave, that Rishi 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 mom and Rishi uncle are like she's old, can't marry her. And Jen looks surprised when she's watching this scene, which makes right. me think that she hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, either she's acting or maybe they showed a curated mm. version of, yeah, I don't know. She, Jen even says, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so, I know. And it was well, funny when they there's said. some <laughs> obstacles here. <laughs> so let's bring out Randy and Myra. <laughs> uh, I thought Randy looked great. They didn't really say yeah, anything. That dress I mean, was serious business. Um, looked, she looked good. I, I really appreciated that Myra was like, well, I'm not mad that she got some dick. <laughs> I know. She's like, yeah, they hooked up. That's cool. But why are you back together? I think that is like my one and only main complaint with Rishi is if you love her, let her go. You know, like yeah. stop dragging this out. Stop. Know. You know where this is going to end up. Stop dragging it out. Go find yourself a Bindia that's going to make you and your family happy and like move on. You know, it's just uh Unfortunate. So the uh, Myra brings back the ye old catfishing, fake catfishing <laughs> um, discussion, <laughs> and I still, still, after all this, I still don't get what the fucking deal is with this. I I don't see a single weird thing from Rishi's perspective, except what you mentioned a while ago. Like, why are you even talking to random people? on in dms like what do you do all day how do you have like, time why? to do this it's weird i don't know <laughs> this this does seem kind of strange but again there's no smoking gun here like at all to me but they still bring it up and there's stuff that you didn't see okay like what what fuck randy look dude Randy literally <laughs> asked Rishi for a picture of his cock and nobody responds to this. <laughs> like nobody on the stage is like, that's fucked. 
or like that's pretty weird uh hmm but if people people have been canceled for that you guys like that's fucking bizarre and even if it was in jest i don't know that's just like that's kind of dark and there's no response <laughs> I mean, None. especially because he didn't send it um he's literally like i blocked her after that which is the correct yeah. thing to do so like what are do you talking you- about like what is the inappropriateness except from you it just i don't understand why he'll engage to a certain he even says he's like yeah i get a lot of because inst- when sean robinson asks him well when you and jen were broken up did you hook up with anybody else as if that would have been wrong anyway like he's single right. you can hook up with whoever but he says oh you know i get a ton of instagram messages and i show jen and like sometimes they'll say hi hello how are you and i'm like why why like maybe rishi jen seems very comfortable that rishi has no game at all she's like where's it gonna take all these women is mom's house like give me a break <laughs> and but she people just apparently see him but people do apparently see this guy at bars all the time we've heard yeah, that he a couple times bars and stuff but like Maybe he has I, mad game with Indian women. You know, who knows? I don't think so. I'm kind of with Jen. I think he goes out a lot. I think he flirts a lot. I think he talks a big game. I don't think he really has game. I don't think he's taking women home and banging them. I just don't think he is. I think he's kind of a softy and gets really attached to people. He really cares women. about his hair. and Yeah, um, he's a five-hour hair routine every day he doesn't have time for this yeah i don't know i i think when when randy and myra were like we went to the so-and-so cafe and they said oh rishi don't let your friend marry him like this is maybe just the neighborhood talking about rishi being out at the bars all the time and maybe they have the impression that he's this big fuck boy but i don't really think he is what to your point they're not together like Rishi, Rishi claims that they're engaged. I don't know if that's even like that. I feel like that was kind of even tongue in cheek a little bit, but ultimately they aren't in a committed relationship. And so I find it so strange that everyone on this stage is looking at him skeptical that he's not banging. And again, as you said, even if he was, who cares? He just says, yeah, I didn't, I'm not cheating or sleeping with anyone. I just get lots of social media DMS. And then everyone, they they kind of cut to all the cast having this look on their face. And I'm just thinking like, this guy has thousands of followers. He posts eight pack pictures. Even if he, like, first of all, do you expect him to not get a bunch of DMS? And even if he chatted with people, this is part of like he is building his brand. Why is it not okay for Jesse? Why is it not okay for Rishi to chat up people on Instagram commenting on his shirtless pictures? But like Jesse Meester can do this and he's just an influencer. So we don't care about that. But Rishi can't do it. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Jesse said Jesse sells a yearly calendar <laughs> with like pictures. Of himself, I think like almost naked in some of them. Uh, anyway, whatever. Like there's a whole there's dick root situation on all those pictures for sure. <laughs> you can get the 2019 calendar at like a 20% discount if <laughs> oh! you're interested. <laughs> oh, I can get a four-year-old calendar for 20% yeah. off. I know God. it's a great deal. Wow. So just frame those Jesse pics. Uh yeah. So I mean, this is when Je- like if you ever come to the point in your relationship where you have to scream at your not fiance, but maybe fiance. (laughs) Hey, Rishi, if you're serious about an engagement, tell your mom right now that you're marrying me within a year. Like tell your mom right now. Really? (laughs) And you have to have a translator there to ensure that he's actually saying to his mom. This feels healthy. And the mom again, completely unfazed. She's like, nah, that won't happen. I won't accept it. Whatever. Can we move on? This is I kind of s- like the mom. <laughs> super strange. The only thing that would have made this more American is if someone had a gun. <laughs> what? 
they're just screaming and browbeating this this dude to like not only say it but say it in the language that they specifically approve of as a group <laughs> of Americans. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> But hold like he, up, Kyle. No, go ahead. Like he says, you know, mom, I'm telling, I'm just talking to you. And I, I just, you know, we, we <laughs> talked about getting back together and I'm thinking about marrying her. And Sean's like, what exactly did he say, Barbara? <laughs> and then everyone's like, say these exact words, fucking Rishi. You have, <laughs> Debbie. You have a small heart. Did you teach your son to be that way? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, well, this- we'll see where this is in a year. I just it's like a majority of the two billion people that live in India are on team mother rishi here <laughs> yeah yeah like, <laughs> you're i i just her her directness about this she just does not give a single fuck i and, loved it it made me and, so much respect for her <laughs> like we have talked so many times about so many people on the show like going against their principles because they're on camera and they're kind of they're just like pressured into this this woman literally on a tell-all says jen your only flaw is your age (laughs) jesus (laughs) christ it's like i was like oh wow i think her name's shimla i was like shimla i love your your honesty damn okay oh man but don't worry kyle Randy and Myra have comments on other couples too. Oh yeah. Oh and wow, I, like, what a hot I, take. Gabe oh and Isabel, your love is true. Really? Yeah, we all see it. Thank you. When, Moving when on. Sean, when Sean th- when they'd wrapped up Jen and Rishi's nothing, like with no resolution, and Sean turns to Randy and she's like, Thanks for being here. Tell us your opinion on everyone else. I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> I lost. I thought that was so fucking funny. Let like, oh my god. Oh. I mean, they they think Osama's an asshole. Great oh, hot god. take. Hot Shocking. Take. And Danielle, you have Johan's balls in your purse. You emasculated Johan. Here's where I agreed with Danielle. Though De- Danielle- Debbie agrees. Debbie agrees with this assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle loves this, first of all. Oh, yeah, because she knows she can dunk on this stupid take. I know. Well, it her response was correct. I can't take away someone's masculinity. And I don't think that we live in a society where women have all the power. Like, where are you getting this? And Johan agrees with Randy immediately. She's bossy. Yes, very bossy. And, you know, I, I do agree with with her comment though danielle's comment if he wants to be the patriarch that's fine but he's got to go pay the bills even though i mean her he would do that for a household that was a dominican household but danielle's standards are american standards right so that's that's where where the disconnect is totally that's where her argument falls flat because she gets to to dr and immediately demands to live in an expat community by the beach with air conditioning and then shits <laughs> on him for not being able to provide that she set him up to fail and then she literally says you're a woman to him for not being able to provide her american version of patri- patriarchal household that's that's why she's full of shit like i get i i I agree with you that like philosophically yes she doesn't have the like he she can't emasculate him she doesn't have all all this power that everyone says she does but she sucks (laughs) yeah no i i know we all know that yes yeah this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. A lot of us have kids that are super demanding on our time or family members that may demand a lot from us. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. 
My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have slotted time to talk through my stuff, my issues, my worries, my frustrations, I'm better able to take care of the people in my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better H-E-L-P dot com slash cray cray and thank you to better help for sponsoring this episode so let uh, we come back and sean opens the next segment with let's talk about fucking each other <laughs> and Just then really they show direct. Them, yeah they show this whole montage about fucking and there was only one part that I really enjoyed, and that was they, they showed some pillow talk flashbacks. And I really liked David's take on pillow talk about Johan about to pull out his penis just kind of at any time. And um, <laughs> then Annie remarks that she doesn't want, quote, stinky donkey penis. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I thought it was hilarious, though, when Debbie's like, you're going to be known as the guy with the big ding dong. And Daniel says, uh, yeah, like, I don't think he's cool. really upset about that. No, I mean, he's good with that. Johan looks pretty pleased. So, um, yeah, the pillow talk reactions. I was like, how many degrees of inception uh, we had to endure? Robert saying that cow wanted to be milked. That was tough. That was tough. Mm. 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 <laughs> There's something in me that you want. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so what else do we... I, Gabe looks uh, mortified <laughs> when he's talking in detail about how he... How he hates the word, well, so, so, so I won't use so it. We're, we're, How he hold drizzles. on, we, you, sk you skipped something. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy, what did I? Say? I mean, Sean just literally straight up asked Danielle if Johan's cock hurts her. <laughs> I missed that. Wait, what? Who she asked just, Danielle that? Yeah, Sean Robinson. Like, she did. I, I mean, she danced. Her, she didn't. She did it in the Sean Robinson way. But she totally asked if if his cock is too big, and she responds, "I'm flexible. It works fine." And Johan says, "When you're in bed, you're the same size." And Debbie really enjoys hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> we can always count on Sean Robinson to ask the hard hitting questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then Sean, so before before we. Yeah, I know. And then before we get to the Gabe stuff, uh, Sean Robinson asked the last time Debbie fucked and we it's uh, 12 or 14 years. Johan is baffled by this. Um, <laughs> but uh, intercourse is a special gift that's to be treasured. And valued. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure to Jen she, agrees, you know, Debbie likes a seasoned gentleman. Right. It, it, um, Tell she dates a twenty-two-year-old for for oh, but because she poetry. wasn't attracted to him. That's why knights in Casablanca were sexless. Kyle, don't forget that all, all of that makes total sense. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. This is when it gets a little uncomfortable because they are just like again. I I'm just gonna. I couldn't tell if Gabe was comfortable asking all of these questions, but when they ask, how does it work? And he says he takes his dick and puts it in her vagina. I did like <laughs> laugh. Yeah. I was like, good for you. Like, seriously, what are they asking? Does the clitoris turn into a penis? We get, we, we kind of already heard all of this yeah. on the season, like, but he kind of watched the season. Like he already educated us. Why are you asking again? Yeah. And so blah, blah, blah. They ask Isabel again, how is it? And she says she can't even tell and everything's great. And um, 
he again, he, this is all kind of reiteration of the conversation that he had, this. yeah, with Isabel. But you know, he reiterates a really important point, which is I think we we talked about this. Which Gabe says, "Do you think that I would choose to do this after yeah. all the pain and trauma? It sucks. Being trans is not a choice." And I think that was important to reiterate after all of this kind of, I don't know, like sexualization and just talking about anatomy, but not not hitting at the the actual issues that are right. in our national conversation right now. So I'm glad that he threw that in, threw that in at the end. Tim Tim says that he would pick a glow in the dark cock because <clears throat> that oh, um, so weird. That's great. Yeah, let's. Um, Way to way to trivialize uh, that that whole that whole conversation. Now, um, how did you decide what size penis you wanted? Well, I googled small dick, and then I brought that to the surgeon. It was like, "Give me this one." How do you think he chose the size? I googled Tim dick size, and then doubled it. <laughs> I mean, we we learned this all during the season. Again, this makes me wonder, like, did people really watch the whole season? Because we learned that he they took, you know, um, skin from his thigh. We learned about all of his surgery complications and how brutal that was. And uh, everybody seems like this is the first time they were hearing it. So anyway, I'm as maybe you, they, I'm maybe glad they that sent he got them, in the... Maybe they sent them, like, dailies. Like, maybe, raw maybe screen, like raw footage instead of like not even like a screener or something i don't know maybe they sent them like a, an abridged version they ran the know. whole season through chat gpt and gave them the, the executive <laughs> summary yeah something like that i don't know this is when we come to like the <sighs> real hard part okay Whew. Whew. have a new beer ready mm-hmm Oh, <laughs> God. What was know, this? Kyle. I don't okay, so know. Th- half of this was art. Like, it, this had to be 10 minutes minimum about arguing how much money Chris has sent Jamie. Like, very specific figures and details. And I didn't care really about any of this because it kind of skirts around the core point, which is. Chris promised to take care of me. She didn't. Nobody and then she brings just, that up. Nobody. And then she screams and screams about get a job, you fucking freeloader. But she's the one that made me quit. And then it's never brought up the whole tell all. If it was, it was cut. That Jamie is an immigrant in Colombia. She can't just. Yes. J- jobs don't grow on jobbies. And it's just fucking stupid. And so arguing about the minutia of the dollar amounts felt like a waste of time. And it didn't address the real issue that Chris is a financial catfish and Jamie is an immigrant. And it's non-trivial to get a job that can afford that rent. $150 isn't the fucking reason you're not sending money. You're not sending money because you're bailing your son out of jail for trafficking fentanyl. And you're a fucking idiot and a, and a liar. I just never heard so many excuses. My narcolepsy yeah. meds, my motorcycle, my son got arrested. Then my health failed. Then I didn't have any money. So I had to work. And I'm like, no, until we understood about the son getting arrested, we had no idea. Like, why are you going back there and working? You said you went back there to deal with some legal issue and quickly like get some meds. And now all of a sudden you're screaming at your significant other that you're working all the time, but you never explained why it, it makes no sense. I mean, at and, least the son getting arrested uh, was true. No, that somebody made the point that maybe all of these things are true a little bit, but it's the way that she's using them as like this big snowball and referencing all of them to gain sympathy and play the victim. That is just really like she's she's not owning up to anything. She doesn't even own up to ghosting Jamie for a month. We right. had established that during the season and now she's trying to say it was five days. Like, and also the reason that she ghosted was because Jamie was texting her a lot 
Yeah, that seems she like was a... calling me all the time, and I was at work, and I almost got fired. And maybe Veronica's she was calling you a lot because she thought you were fucking dead. Right. We've we've talked about this, and during the season, and Veronica was the only one that said, "Well." I understand you're at work and that's annoying, but when you get home, don't you text her back and say, hey, I'm okay. I love you. I'm so sorry. I just like couldn't talk during work today. Like she just, even for five days, I don't believe it was five days. I believe it was a month. Even for five days, that's shitty. Really shitty. Dude, like if you're dating someone seriously, after week two... You got to think this is over, right? Absolutely. I would think after, like, honestly, I would think after like, three days. I know. <laughs> like, if I just try to think, like, what's the longest that I, when I was in a serious relationship before I was married, like, what was the longest that I would go without talking to that person? If I called them a couple of times and they didn't call me back for three days, I'd be like, either something catastrophic happened to them or they're just like, they broke up with me. I, I would give it three days. Yeah. I Veronica yeah. says it doesn't matter if it was five days or if it's 20 days or 25 days. Like, Right. The arguing about the, the very specifics of days and numbers is, is stupid and a waste of time. Except for when Chris says, oh, you know, I spent 10000 or something. And Jamie's like, no, maybe 1000 total. And she's like, well, that includes money we spent together in Colombia. Nobody thinks that counts. Nobody. Absolutely nobody believes that. She's including like the cost of her flight. Totally. I guarantee you. That's asinine. Come the fuck on. so crazy making. And she can't show any payments because conveniently, oh, my God, her bank account got closed and she doesn't have any proof. But Jamie does. She sent one rent payment for seven hundred forty six dollars. Why is it so specific, Kyle? Seven hundred forty six dollars. You couldn't round up to seven fifty. Seven hundred forty six dollars. Wow. I always like when when I encounter people because I've met people like this. Where account they're allergic to accountability for anything, and it's always someone else's fault. I always kind of think like if everything that you've said is true, that you all these things have happened to you, and nothing is your fault, and all of this is is just coincidence. And my bank account got closed. Look, that does happen. American banks are bullshit. They they close down bank accounts. Like I just read about. Um, on Reddit, like this guy's Chase Bank account got closed, and he was a business owner, and he couldn't pay his employees, and they literally ne- gave him no explanation. Like, I believe that that stuff is will it will happen sometimes, whether it's an error or just them being shitty. But I always think to myself, like, if half the stuff that you've said is true, there would be novels written about you. There would be a there would be a fucking movie starring Ben Stiller about your life. Yeah. I know. So what's with the um, mom? What's with the sending money to my mom to I, send to have, Jamie? What the fuck, dude? Does she think that no actually makes her look better to say something weird like that with no context? Why would her and you know her mom hates Jamie? She called her a gold digger. Her mom would never send money to Jamie. Even if Chris gave her mom the money to send to Jamie, her mom's not gonna do it. Please. That's such a big, blatant lie. And to say that she spent ten thousand dollars over the course of their relationship, including when they were together, I'm like, that's including seems her plate. <laughs> Like that I, right. seems low just to like get there, get an apartment. Like that's not a lot. And have you seen before the 90 days? If they don't right. spend 50, if they don't spend 50 G's, they're not even getting cast. No wonder they never discussed the K1. She would never throw down the kind of cash required to get that moving. If so, she even had it to get the sponsorship at all. That's true. 
I mean, Jamie, too, they don't dig into this at all. Like, Jamie's like, I have so much debt because I have to move and I've been paying for this apartment that I can't afford. And nobody's defending Jamie. Nobody is, like, saying anything in her favor. She's struggling in English. She's speaking in Spanish a lot of the time. And, you know, Chris is like, keeps talking about this way you got in an apartment that was too expensive because you trying to make her out to be like this princess that needs, you know, really fancy things. And I, that made me so mad. Yeah. Ugh. She Chris literally had one. no furniture. Let us remember, Chris is the one that demanded an American kitchen. Demanded. Right. That comes at a cost. Right. Gabe, Gabe is the only one that even half-heartedly says something in Jamie's defense. He says, Chris, you left her high and dry. But when Chris just kind of plows through and keeps ranting and saying bullshit, he doesn't really follow up. And it's kind of interesting to see the contrast between how Gabe treats Chris, as we mentioned before, and how he went after Mahmoud. I don't think that Gabe... I think Gabe mentioned directly that he didn't like Chris and Mahmoud, but he goes after Mahmoud mercilessly, whether he's right or wrong about it, but he gives like one little offhand comment to Chris because she's there and he's seems, I mean, it come to me, it comes off a little bit cowardly, but also, as we said, I kind of get it because she is unhinged, unstable, and they should not cast people who are physically violent because I think it's understandable to a certain extent that people aren't going to like come hard, hard for you. I think that honestly, it's as simple as Mahmoud was not there in person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Also, nobody says anything. And I wish Sean Robinson would have dug into this. Like she's not going to go after Sean Robinson, but when they show the clip of her assaulting Jamie outside of that pool place, Gabe makes big eyes, and that's kind of it. Everybody makes big eyes, but nobody says anything. And Sean Robinson says, how do you feel watching that back? I deal with anger by leaving. If you try to stop me, I black out. And nobody like that's that's an excuse. Like that's a valid excuse. It's literally like you. It's the she literally said you followed me when I was mad. And you shouldn't do that. Literally victim blaming. She fucking like compares herself to the Hulk or some shit. Literally. Nobody says anything. Nobody defends Jamie. Nobody says, well, you can't hit her, though. Like, nobody. Can you imagine if I just if Chris were a man, I feel like this would be handled a little bit differently. Yep. Uh, Nicole chimes in and says, I'm lost. I don't understand. And I chuckled because I'm like, what's not to understand? <laughs> what's, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like the nuances of the dollars and the days. I'm like, how That's is not the anyone point, confused? Nicole. This yeah. is pretty cut and dry. I know. <laughs> and the so, only person that chimes are you guys in. still married? <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks, Sean. No, we're not. Thanks, Thanks for the, the really important questions everyone was dying to know. <laughs> yeah. And Debbie then calls Jamie a predator. And I'm like, have you been watching and listening? Like, what are you talking what? about, dude? What are you so talking about? I guess <laughs> people must buy this, like, oh, woe is me act from Chris. It's unbelievable. Wow. I mean, I'm working day and night. you weren't working at all jamie oh poor me i'm like i'm sure jamie really wanted to go into debt she would have gotten a job if she could have it's hard oh so like the whole thing was like i i think a lot of women can identify with this because they've had somebody that's spoken to them this way and you feel crazy but you don't know how to come back at the person and i just i found this really really hard to watch I don't know why Nicole's confused. I feel like this is very simple. There's a giver and a taker. Chris Ugh. is the giver and Jamie is the taker. Oh, shut up, Debbie. I still Awful. love her and I would do anything for her and it kills me. Fuck off. Okay, pay her debt off that you right. accrued. If you love her if you still love her, pay her debt and um say you're sorry. 
for fucking shoving this person that you love. And then we end the tell all with <laughs> Jamie just throwing this out there. And then it just ends. <laughs> this like, is like, I was like, this, what? I'm I confused. <laughs> this is just wild. I don't know where this comes from. It's so funny. Like the way that they cut this, I have no, like, I feel like I really don't know what Chris's reaction to this really was yet because they can just kind of show her looking like miffed, but silent for once. So the end of this episode is Jamie saying, uh, she never said sorry. Then at the same time, this woman appears in Chris's life and her ex was sending me sex pictures of her with an ex boyfriend having sex. And I have the pictures and then tell all part two just ends. (laughs) I don't like, even really understand who was having just, sex and like who was like, who was sending pictures. Um, I'm Nicole confused right now about this. So this is like non-consensual, non-consensual, um, not porn, but what's what's the word that I'm looking for? Ex- explicit imagery, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and like, is this ex-boyfriend from before they were even together? I don't understand why this is relevant. It sounds like it's a woman who is not affiliated with the ex-boyfriend that is sending uh, videos of Chris and her ex-boyfriend fucking. That's kind of what I inferred. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I don't know so, what the fuck what is, is going happening? on. Were they to was was Chris together with like I don't there's not even an allegation that Chris was married or with Jamie at the time of the fucking. I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I don't understand, but this is not good. No. Jamie it's not or great. Chris looks Chris looks cool as a cucumber. They're not going to show these pictures. Like, what is she going to well, do? Like, no. show Sean Robinson? Like, what? How are we even going to talk about this? It's so weird. I just, I don't want to see more of Chris, though. I want to get details on Chinese TV girl. I want to, I don't know, see how Gabe reacts to Monica being I want yeah stage? I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for Danielle and Johan Danielle to crying. break up. Yeah. <laughs> she says something along the lines of like we can't maintain this, but and we are kind of spoiled in this regard too, but it'll be it's, fun it's to pretty, watch. It's it's you don't like it's her. pretty clear <laughs> even if you weren't spoiled about her being in New York, it's pretty clear that they're at least separated right now. I think so. Johan agrees with Randy's assessment that she's bossy. <laughs> that was really funny. Anyway, that's it. Uh, I thought this was actually a pretty good tell-all. It went pretty quickly. Usually these it, are bad. Yeah. Um, the single life, for some reason, are the best tell-alls. But this is pretty good. And funnily enough, like, Sean Robinson has really faded into the background. And that's okay. I think we're... I think it, the the frustration sometimes is with the lack of follow-ups um but you know tim and veronica were used sparingly and that was good you know they they weren't exhausting to have on i kind of feel like based on the pillow talk little snippet it would be funnier if david and annie were on but they probably would have to cut 75 percent of it for being wildly <laughs> inappropriate or, or bizarre um yeah so yeah, I like basically replace Sean Robinson with a kind of four-headed giant of Tim, Veronica, Randy, and Myra, and this would be way more entertaining. I would have Randy back. I was blown away at the people because I don't watch Pillow Talk. Blown away at the people that they have on Pillow Talk now. I know. Like Jenny but, and Summit are on Pillow Talk. Come like, on. are you kidding me? I know. Why? There's, there's nothing funny Not, there. Neither one of them is funny at all. I think you could. Okay, so here's the thing. You can either have. Here's your choice, TLC. <clears throat> you either bring <laughs> it. You either completely fucking throw three sheets to the wind jump the shark and completely embrace fucking chaos and have david replace john robinson and you don't edit it at all (laughs) i would love that or yeah you show everything or 
you have Randy be the tell-all host and you allow her to just basically treat the tell-all like a full-on intervention with all of the couples. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here Either for way, it. Either way, be very entertaining. I'm not not looking forward to next week. Usually when it's a three-part tell, remember the four-part? Oh, part- H-E-A, H-E-A. <laughs> four-part, fuck. Let's watch them drink in the hotel bar again. Whoa. That's exactly four feet wide by six feet long. Can't even get a camera crew in there. God, I hope yeah, they never is, do that again. This is interesting, actually. I'm quite enjoying it. So, yeah. We'll be back next week to cover the third part. And then we'll be back in two weeks to cover Before the 90s, Season 6, Episode 1. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.